journals because I said I was going to do like, what clear message did I get a year ago today? And so I was like flipping through my journals and I came across this one. It's not from last year today. It's from like May of last year. But anyway, it was when I learned of a spirit guide that I had. Like she came through strong. And so here's the message that I got that I have protection from a priestess of Lemuria. And there is a priestess here. Oh, I was like writing it, like questioning it out. Okay, that she's a light being, female. Um, and that she's one of my spirit guides. <clears throat> and that I'm supposed to channel information from Lemuria. Because a priestess equals a channel. And I, a te- technic- I guess I was also a priestess in Lemuria once, is what she tells me. And then I have this extra note down here that's like, oh, there's seven women. There's seven Hathers that's coming through here and it's the Hathor priestesses of Lemuria. Um, and that I'm receiving protection from like, that's what the whole message is, is that I'm actually perce- receiving protection solidly from these bitches that are all around me right now from Lemuria. Like that is what I just came across in my book. And I'm so excited about that. Cause it's like, Oh shit, this is from over a year ago. No idea that any of what my life was going to happen happened. And now I'm sitting here connected to all these <clears throat> Lemurian starseed people who are all over the lovely interwebs and um, have shared my story about Hathers and had no idea that this was even in my journal. That, like, there are, they actually told me on a certain day that they are actually here with me. The, the seven, and not the ones I'm talking about that are incarnated now. There are other Hather priestesses. There's other Hathers. There's they. They're, they're in light being. But they're under. They're under Mount Shasta. Ooh, we could talk about that. I don't know. If, I don't have enough information right off top to talk about that. But um, Mount Shasta apparently has. That's where Lemuria is. The entrance to Lemuria. And uh, oddly enough, I have actually been to all of the places in this country, either in dream or in real life, that have these like major star being historic things and at the time that I went I had no idea like I was again like yo, I just learned about ETs and shit and light beings so years and years of the last like 20 years of my life 30 years of my life I've gone all over this country <clears throat> and actually have been to all of these crazy like sacred places anyway so I used to drive by Shasta all the time and because uh, I lived in Oregon and you got to drive when you go in Oregon to Oregonians, Mount Shasta is like vacation area where you go for like skiing and shit. And I never actually skied on Shasta, but I always drove past Shasta to get to like San Francisco. Um, and then on your way back, you see it again. And so I always had this like weird connection with Shasta because there was the one icy mountain that I, when you live in Oregon, you, you're att- you, you attempt to try and go to all those ice cap mountains. And so I've gone, driven by them, or visited a lot of them. And so Shasta was the one that I always wanted to <clears throat> visit. Why the fuck is my throat so, um, almost like I, I don't know. Anyway, um, I think it's burnt or something. And so, so I apologize for that. <laughs> uh, but Shasta, I had no idea there was any mystical, magical, anything about Shasta. Like, I was in the suburban world. Like, Shasta was just the place we go to ski and party. Here come all these years later, I'm learning that Shasta is the entrance portal to all of fucking the extra Lemurians that stayed around after the, the, the last, whatever, after Lemuria fell and they went in there. And, and now crazy enough, what's crazy enough is that <clears throat> I end up meeting, oh, something just popped in my room. Look at that, like a tin or some shit. So confirmation, y'all heard that, I hope. I met this woman, like I told y'all, Sarah Root, I met her a year ago. 
Oh shit, wait, hold on, time out. Is she in here right here? Anyway, um, when did I meet Sarah Root? I met Sarah Root after this. Anyway, so she, first time I meet, not even the first time, it's like one of the first, second time I meet her, she starts talking about how she is in touch with this Lemurian priestess or somebody, light being, and that she has communication with Lemuria. And I told her, I was so excited because I was like, I didn't even know anybody else knew about Lemuria, but I've been traveling to Lemuria since I was a child uncontrollably because I would dream travel all the time. And then that's when she started teaching me the light codes. So uh, I didn't stay in that group for very long, but I do send light to them all. <laughs> but, the, the, but the point is that she was already this woman that said she had already been in touch with this light being. And there are people like her who actually go and study at Mount Shasta <clears throat> for years and years and years. And they work with Metatron. And that's who she worked with. And y'all know Metatron. Metatron, Archangel Metatron is actually, oh, who's the one that went up in the, um, in the Bible? It's not Ezekiel. Is it Ezekiel? Yeah, didn't Ezekiel, the one that didn't die, and he went up in the chariot. God came down and took him, or an angel, somebody came and took him away, and he went off on the chariot, and nobody ever saw him again. And this in the Jewish text, the Jewish text as well. And the Jewish, that's where it was. So in Jewish text, his name is Metatron. In Christian text, his name is, I'm pretty sure it's Ezekiel. It's not Ishmael. Yes, yeah, Ezekiel. And so he's the one that, I hope that's the one. Yeah, he's the one that never died. Now, when we talk about time <laughs> again, uh, <clears throat> why does Ezekiel get taken up? Who knows? But either way, he gets taken up on a spaceship outside of time outside of time he gets to zip away away to somewhere else the thing is when you go to places with light beings they can enhance you like i'm enhanced we're all don't ask me how i survived the fuck i've survived so much that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna do a whole story on all the shit i have y'all will not believe <laughs> some people y'all watched with your eyes what i just survived you won't believe <laughs> what i have survived um throughout my life I should be some sort of bent up hunchback of Notre Dame with like no hands, no feet, and no fucking eyes. Like, I don't know. I just, how am I still a whole human and all my fucking parts, bro? Like, that's how I know this shit right here. I'm looking in the book. Spirit God. We are here. <laughs> there are Pleiadian, Lemurian priestesses like suited and booted around me. Now, the thing is, this is the first, this isn't even the first time, but this is just one where I'm coming across. This is the first time I'm finding out the, the priestess from Lemuria is around me. I've had other people over years and years and years, light being ladies, not light being ladies, um, crystal ladies, tell me that they're literally looking at me and, and see, like I had a crystal lady in Oregon. I'll never forget this lady. Oh God, I love that lady. I don't even remember her name. Oh, the crystal wizard. It's at the crystal wizard on the, in, in Lincoln City, Oregon. This lady, I went and I did, I, I would go to her all the time. I would just go in there and shop. But one day I went. And I told her because I was having all these, just when I was having the dreams, I was dream traveling and I didn't understand. It was the same types of dreams, ocean appearing. I'm controlling the ocean, telling it to stop. It's going to take, it's rising up out of, like all different, we're going to hold, I'm going to do a whole different shit, a whole different little episode. I guess this is a podcast. I'm going to do a whole one of these um, on my like different types of dreams. Anyway, well, I already did one, but different kinds. Anyway, so this lady, she takes me into a back room with my friend at the time <clears throat> And she tells me, now this is the thing, like, this is when you feel, it's, it's, 
this is how my life has gone. When you have a friend and then you have another person in front of you and that person looks at you and says, you have, and then looks at your friend and is like, you got a chipmunk next to you or something shit like that. Like that is how a lot of my life was. So I ended up making myself small a lot or feeling very odd when so many people would be like, you're this amazing thing. And then you're, but like right in front of like my friend and then, and then say nothing about her, uh, spectacularness. I don't know. I never judged that. I would always take that as like, damn, I feel bad. Like, so then I would make myself small as we empaths do. And we make ourselves smaller and smaller and smaller until you're almost dead in the bed and you're fucking almost out of your mind. And then you got to escape and shit. So <laughs> you make yourself small, small, small. So this lady, though, I'll never forget. This was the first day that I ever somebody like this is my first day of my life. And somebody told me some something spectacular about me. But this was the first time a mystical person did. This lady took us both in this back room and she said, you I'm looking at you and you are surrounded by light beings. And she said the word fi- like like 50 and I was like, what are you, I had no idea what a light being was. I was so confused by what she was saying. I was just, I had no concept at that time at all. Yeah. This was when I was in that therapy with the therapist. Oh my God. This is when I was with the therapist that I was talking about. The amazing witchy empath one. So I was in therapy with her. And so I'm trying to process it by what she's telling me from a, like, she's just introducing me to like looking at things from witchiness and that I'm an empath and I have superpowers and, and that, um, and I'm a strong one, too, because I've been able to control uh, coming out of... This was the thing she told me about she had never seen it or heard of a person in my therapy. She said, because when I was a child, I had learned how to get myself out of these uh, scary dreams. Like the one where I'm running around like a slave... Well, I'm not, I'm not a slave, but I'm running around in modern slave time or some shit. I had a method that I would be able to get myself to wake up. Um it always happened, but it, I would become lucid. I didn't know that's what it was called, but I would become lucid. And I had this whole thing that I would do and I was explaining to, to her and it would work. And she was like, I've never even heard of, she's like, people have to train for that for years to be able to do that. And I was doing this at six. When, when I say six, y'all, cause God, I was going to die in them dreams if I didn't, <laughs> I didn't get out. Like, this is, so I was explaining this to her that like, I always had this thing this, and I could do that. And so, so at that time, is when I'm trying to understand looking at my dreams for the first time is like they're they're melting into reality at this point. Like they're they've always melted into reality. I've woken up with fucking wounds on me or burns and shit. Like it's well, we ain't gonna get into that. That's some anyway. Uh what was it? oh, so I'm at the crystal shop. So at the same time as I'm seeing this uh empath lady, I decided to drive two hours to, to the coast one day to be like, I need to understand what the fuck is happening to me. So this lady takes us both in the back room and says, You Randa. I'm looking at you, you are something else, and you are surrounded by all these light beings. And I said, what is a light being? And she said, she explained it to me, and I remember trying to envision it. Actually, I envisioned it right. I think that's the first time maybe I saw it with my third eye, because to this day, I still remember it. It was like, she said, just imagine a bunch of beams of light. I said, okay. She said, now they're all just like coming from the sky, okay. And she said, now start to make them have a little bit of form, like people. But they're still, and I, and she said, now you need to, she, then she backed up. That was the other big thing. She backed up from me to the middle of the room. And she said, they are filling this entire room right now. Ooh, that was powerful, girl. Because my friend is sitting right down to me. Like, what the fuck am I? <laughs> I don't talk to this girl anymore, so I don't care. But uh, I do send love to her. Like, but the, so at that moment, I'm standing there and I'm just like, well, I have no idea what she's meaning. Because I'm still in my brain, like, 
I only understand things from the Christian thing still. And at that point, I had discounted angels because I was like, it's all weird. And I don't understand. I don't want to even accept the whole. um, uh, I had thrown away doctrine at that point. So all of the fairy mystical things around the Bible, I had also thrown out. So she's I'm trying to hear this from a whole different aspect of like, what is a light being? What is a beam of light? Why? Why is it there? Why are they around me? So as she's telling me this. She explains to me that I need to, like, this is when she really starts to t- explain to me to keep coming back, working with crystals, all this stuff. So I do. And I t- up until I left for New York, that lady was the last lady I saw before I went to New York. Like, it was like, I went to New York maybe two weeks. No, she wasn't the last lady. But the last time I saw her was, like, two weeks maybe before I left. And I remember I went up to her. I was checking out. <clears throat> And I said, I'm, oh, this is good, y'all. And I remember, I'm glad I'm telling this on tape. I said to her, I'm moving to New York now. And see, at the time, see, living in Oregon, in my head, New York meant New York City. Like, all of New York is New York City. I didn't even know anything outside New York City. All of Rochester, the rest of New York State just was not there. <laughs> so I know I'm moving to Brooklyn, and that's what all of New York is. She's looking at me, and she's checking out. And she stops checking out. Like, she holds on to the stuff, and she, like, stops and just starts talking. And so she's like, you're moving to New York? That is an extremely magical place. And she says, you know what? Looking at you, I'm looking at you, and I know that's exactly where you're supposed to go. And your entire life is going to change when you get there. And I was like, what are you talking about? I was so mad because I did not want to leave Oregon. I had just gotten this job that I loved so much. And they actually are the ones that uh, encouraged me to be who I am now with life coaching and shamanism and all that. But... I didn't want to leave them. And at the time, my husband was really forcing us to leave Oregon to go to New York. So I remember just standing in front of this lady and being so downtrodden, (laughs) so downtrodden that I was leaving my precious crystal shop that I love to visit and I'm not going to see her again and all this stuff, moving all the way across the country. And she said, your life is going to change. But then she said something I never fucking forgot. And it, yo, this is the best story. So she said, you know what, though? It makes sense because that's why everybody always goes to New York. It's a magical land. And I said, what are you talking about? I'm thinking, is the dirtiest streets. We stank in, the subway stank in, everybody's pissed everywhere, like people peeing in the subway. Like, that's in my head where I'm going to, leaving this beautiful ocean spot, spot and going over to, in my head at the time, trash. And, and that's not to trash Brooklyn, but at the, Brooklyn needed to clean up. <laughs> like, even when I was there, it didn't need to clean up. So um, I love Brooklyn to death, though. So... She says, you know, Ellis Island? I was like, well, yeah. She goes, why do you think that everybody always ended up in New York? Like, why do you think that all these people from Europe, that of all the places they could have docked to come, they flooded to Ellis Island? And I was like, well, I never even thought of it that way. She's like, because there's something magical under that state. She said, that's a magical land. There's something under the ground there. It's, 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 and she started going off into portals and all this shit. And I was, my brain was like, I, I, lady, we, I'm checking out my crystals. I need to go. (laughs) Um, But she started going into like how it was just, um, there's a grid under it and like it's all, the the rock under it isn't the same as everywhere else. And, um, but she said, when you get there, your whole life is going to change and it's going to change. Your dreams are going to come true. That's what she said. Your dreams are going to come true when you go there. That's what I'm, I know that. And she said that you were always meant to go there. I was so mad at her because I remember walking out just thinking, God damn, like, how the fuck is Brooklyn going to give my dreams? Like, all I want is, like, peace and quiet. And I'm going into the middle of fucking, like, where did I, the Ralph stop, bro. Like, that is a, a rough stop. Step, but Bedford, Stifen, Stifen, what is it? Bedford, Stifen, what's the part? Stifen, Heights. That's the part. Stifen, Heights. 
Now, this is, again, no shade. This is me just cracking because I lived there, so I get to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so I remember leaving, and I, that never left me. Now, fast forward, I do go to Brooklyn I, a whole year. I live in Brooklyn for a whole year in New York City, and as I'm there, shit goes foul, and we have to leave. And we end up outside of New York City in upstate New York. Man, mind you, like, this is, like, I, granted, had, again, no idea that anything really existed outside of New York City because because that's what a lot of people think. So as we get upstate now, I'll never forget this. Once we got upstate, we were there for a week in that house. And in that in one week, I met the owner the owners of the house. They introduced me to this woman, Jeannie Scarsavava, who is to this she is my fairy godwoman, fairy godmother. That lady is not real. She's if y'all think I'm not real, this is this lady is something else. But Jeannie Kosovava, I met her through email. She introduced, she in, instantly invites me to her sweat lodge and then immediately invites me to her house to some to a women's um, conference that she's putting on at her house. And then she introduces me to all these women. And then at the same time, we sign our publishing deal with Reservoir Media. Bro, I was sitting, I remember that first week after all that, oh, and I got a job, like the day I got there. I was like working at this little cafe with, owned by this amazing fabulous gay man at the time and it was like such a fun job to have like up in the middle of nowhere and have like a new york he was a new yorker new jersey guy and i'm from here from brooklyn and we up here running this little cafe in the middle of nowhere it was so fun so i remember after the first week when all that happened i was laying in bed and i woke up one morning and i I think it was like the next week and i looked out the window and we were living in if anybody has ever seen pictures of where we used to live where i used to live we were living in like literally the Catskills, like outside my window is just mountains. So I remember 